0: really after that experience and then my training in November of 21 and then subsequent trainings, it's just been a process of me remembering me, realizing that I had dismembered myself to fit so many roles and responsibilities and ideals that somebody else had given me. And it was this process of reclaiming myself in, in all of these places.
1: I'm Harmony Williams, and this is Life Changing Trips. Sometimes it's hard to see the freedom and the beauty that lives behind the weight of everything we carry. But I believe that life is so amazing and I can't waste another moment. I'm so excited to be here with you for another transformational conversation about experiences and the latest research on plant medicine, meditation, breath work, and other unconventional modalities and how they are being used for mental health and expansion. I hope by listening that you will find ways to integrate your peak experiences and epiphanies to open up new levels of possibilities, ingenuity and fulfillment in business and deeper authentic connection and passion in your relationships and a feeling of purpose of living fully alive. All content is for informational, entertainment, educational, and harm reduction purposes only. Life-changing trips in Harmony Williams and their affiliates and guests are not doctors or mental health professionals or legal advisors. Any information shared is not meant to treat, diagnose, or claim cures for any physical conditions or mental illness. Psychedelics and sacred plant medicines are not for everyone, even when done legally. There are serious contraindications with various health conditions and pharmaceutical medications. Please do your own research and take action to be informed. Remember that you are 100% responsible for your actions and subsequent consequences. The views of the guests are not the views and opinions of life-changing trips. This is Julie Arundel, and I am going to go ahead and introduce you and then let you tell just a little bit about yourself. You. So... Julie is an integration coach with an emphasis in psychedelic integration, as well as extensive training in somatic and trauma healing integration practices. I love that. So I want to go on a rant about how important that is, but I'm going to let you introduce yourself first and just tell us how you got into this world. So really, it came down to a friend coming to me at one point
0: and asking me um, to sit with them and using some languaging like Journey and Facilitate that I really was not familiar with. And I I really just kind of... I I was flattered. But at the same time, I really just kind of questioned this person like, why are you asking me? I don't do drugs. Like (laughs) I'm not your ideal candidate for this. And I do have a background in psychology. I didn't finish my degree. But... I am really just this evergreen student, love to learn, love to do deep dives into personal development. And so I'm like, I don't know what vibes this person is picking up on. But this was... At the time, I was a corporate trainer for a software company. Like, why are you coming to me? But it really set me on this path where I really started to unlearn a lot of the things that I had. Coming from a Mormon or Latter-day Saint background, my uh, I was born into this faith, and both my parents—it's pioneer stock, back to the origins of the religion—and so. It was, this just wasn't in, in my world. And I had to unlearn a lot of like the D.A.R.E. program and the 70s propaganda and really have an understanding. I really started to educate myself on the intersection of psychedelics and politics. <laughs> and you really start to see, we had just such a rich amount of research and it was so promising and overnight it was all shut down. And, and so you really, um I was recommended different books, and I was attending different summits and just immersing myself in in just another branch of personal development is really what it what it amounted to. And so I ended up, um, I met Tom Cole Whittier. I started to become familiar with their work. Uh, and the person I was dating at the time, I was just sharing just like I would with any friend, like, Things I was excited about and learning, and they were having a conference. They were having a training in Austin in November of twenty one, and and I was just going on and on about this, and 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 uh, the person I was dating said, "Well, why aren't you going?" And at the time, I had I had gone through a six year divorce process. It was just a really brutal experience, and I was really still in kind of that survival i mean i had had to work four jobs just to kind of pay for the attorney and and that's a whole story in and of itself and it was yeah i ended up firing my attorney and buying a book off of amazon and self representing at trial <laughs> like it yeah it was i realized that the advocate that i was praying for was me and it took me that long to show up for myself and and really it, so there was just a lot of um, financially and emotionally, uh, I didn't know that I was capable of that level of endurance just because it just kept going year after year. And, and look, we're not like, we're not settling some major estate. It was just, it, so it was a really um, emotionally taxing process. So when this person that I was now dating, fast forward and, and saying, why aren't you going? I was like, yeah, right. Like to book a flight, a hotel, all of this, that, that is not in the single mommy budget. And we worked out a situation where we could make it happen. He had... He traveled for work and had um, flight benefits and or points and, and hotel points and had family in, in Texas. And so we just turned it into a trip and he basically got me there. I attended the training and it was just really life-changing, just like my first experience with psychedelics. So really because of the summit and all of the immersive, just kind of down the rabbit hole of all things psychedelics um, that I had gone through... Cole Witte had spoken about different things about finding a facilitator and what does this look like and how do you know what's a good fit for you and questions to ask things that were not on my radar. An intake process, um, an integration process, none of this was... This was all very, very new to me. And so because I had really good questions, I ended up with a really good result, ended up with a really great facilitator. And on my 42nd birthday, you know I just like... What's the um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? If anyone's familiar with that book, 42. Is the answer to everything in the universe. Like it was kind of a cool birthday to have your very first psychedelic experience. <laughs> so, so that's how I came into it. And really it didn't... I think my heart has always been drawn to personal development, the supportive arts. Like I said, psychology was my major. I didn't finish, but, but that just understanding really the lineage of how we got to wherever we got, where how, we're, how we landed here, what got us here. I wanted to understand the backstory. I wanted to understand all of the things that led up to it. And so really after that experience and then my training in November of 21 and then subsequent trainings, it's just been a process of me remembering me, realizing that I had dismembered myself to fit so many roles and responsibilities and ideals that somebody else had given me. And it was this process of reclaiming myself in, in all of these places, taking off masks, stopping the people-pleasing, really just um, finding me. And really, I have a mentor that I worked with like who talked about finding my full prismatic self and that's what it's felt like. I've had to follow the rainbows. And this doesn't even have to do with the queer part of my story. <laughs> like, this is just, you'll notice I quite like colors, So color and pattern and realizing that I didn't have to just choose a single one note or a single favorite color that I get to exist in this full prismatic life and it's it's been a really beautiful beautiful is probably a better way to put it beautiful experience <laughs> in coming to
1: that oh it's so exhilarating when you step out of that box for the first time and i'm i was just thinking today i've kind of almost lost that excitement because i'm so used to it it's been several years of the first time where i like actually wore what i wanted to wear And like what it felt like, I'm, I felt beautiful and I felt fun and it just felt good on me and a little dress and, you know, flowy sundress kind of thing. And I just, it, that in and of itself, like each of these little steps and pieces of finding myself were like exhilarating. Just, I'm, it's so funny that I'm focused on that at this very moment. I just, threw on like a dress and I remembered like the first time I wore it going like oh, I just feel like me I want to just go like dance in the forest and <laughs> singing and whatever I don't know it's so silly but all these little steps like you said taking off masks and becoming just that full spectrum of who you are that and figuring that out not that I've become but like each little step along the way as, as you explore that and for me kind of getting to explore my partner too as we both kind of stepped out of religion and we're like well now who are we what do we yep. believe what do we okay. want to be what do we want to do what how does sex look when we decide what it looks like or you know just like all yeah. of these things it, it was just and and part of that you're finding for me your sexuality and just stepping into this Who you are. So I rambled a bunch on that, but I love it. I just it's so cool. I relate
0: to that. I mean, you go from having a very scripted, very identified existence of what happiness looks like, of what the plan is, of what your life is supposed to be and how it is supposed to look. And when you begin, for me, it was like I'll do it this way. It was like I was told I need glasses my entire life. And And at one point, maybe even accidentally, I took them off and everything came into focus. Whereas the glasses that I was told I needed actually made everything blurry. Um, But even when you take them off, like, do you have headaches? Is seeing clearly? Is it hard? Is that blank canvas when it's been so scripted and so planned out for you? Now to have a blank canvas can be quite scary. Because you even just to to trust yourself that that has been this journey for me of instead of outsourcing my intuition to begin to insource things and that that journey too like right? these these are journeys within journeys and realizing that my teachers had been like struggle and endurance endure to the end these kind of outsourcing my current life for one that was in the next life I realized how much I was outside of me, even to the point of reclaiming my own body and what sunshine felt like on my shoulders because those had been covered for such a long time.
1: Yeah.
0: So I I was, when I first allowed my shoulders to be exposed, it was scary. It was delightful. To feel the sun on my shoulders was a reclamation that I didn't know it was emotional to feel sunlight on my shoulders and now I'm obsessed with it so
1: beautiful yeah did you have fears about what people would think oh
0: absolutely and and I there was this slow very intentional process with it um I have kind of what I refer to as my Rum Springer summer are you familiar with the Amish faith and what Rum Springer? No. No. So In that phase, the youth, and I, I'm not exactly sure, I think maybe when they turn 18, they are allowed to leave the community and go be in the world, whatever that looks like. The, it's, it's quite a strict um, health code and morality code within the community. And you can leave that all behind and go experience the world, I think, for like three months. And when you come back, that you decide, are you going to be in the world? Is that what you're going to choose? Or are you going to choose this Amish, Amish faith? And I didn't realize that that's what I had given myself really kind of the year 2020 in taking a step away from my Mormon heritage and and giving myself a summer where I could experience life outside of the constructs and, and everything else because I wanted... I wanted to understand, was I doing this for my family? Was it my children's dads had left? You know, I was kind of the last link for my children. And so was I doing it for them? Was I doing it for me? Was I doing it for my family, like my community, like acceptance from people outside of me? I just, there were a lot of things that that I started to question. And so I allowed myself to be the scientist and the experiment and to give myself kind of this rum spring of summer. And it's interesting because all of the things that I was told would bring just absolute harm and sin. And I I liked me more. It was like I started to... ever seen Hook and Tinkerbell is... Julia Roberts' character is with um, Robin Williams. And Robin Williams is Peter Pan and he's gotten old. And she's smoothing away his skin. And she's looking and she's trying to find that youthful Peter Pan. And she says, oh there you are, Peter. <laughs> it was like this summer of like, oh, there you are, Julie. But there were things that I needed to strip away and shed and and find myself. Everything from mirror work to sound baths, to breathing, to and what I didn't know was that by this friend coming to me, that that would also include a place of psychedelics. And then fast forward to me quitting my corporate job earlier this year. and. Wow. Stepping into the integration coaching space full time. You've had
1: quite a couple years. (laughs) (laughs) A whirlwind. Are you open to talking about your? psychedelic experience or the yeah, medicine journey. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. So 42nd birthday, I hire a facilitator um, and I gift this to myself, which even that was like so many years of work just to be able to receive even a gift from myself to spend the money on me. You know, the like I said, working for jobs and kids, you just, you don't do that. And And so, but I allowed myself to give to me. And so, um, I did that. It was quite a low dose. Um, I think I was presented with the option of like four different capsules and it totaled like a gram total. And I, think I was even too afraid to do all four. And so I did three. So like three quarters of a gram, like 0.75 a gram, not, I mean, it's not microdose territory, but it's very, very low, but it was beautifully facilitated and very much ritual and ceremony and, I was lying on like a massage table and just there was beautiful music. And when emotions would come up, I would feel the facilitator with the different shamanic tools that they were using, help clear that. And I could feel that. And I went in with a very intentional, I went in with my intention. And honestly, it was to deal with so many of the things, so many of the pains and the struggles of my marriage, that my second marriage and the six year divorce process and, just being blindsided i lost everything the bank accounts were emptied my home was taken the cars were taken my cell phone was shut off I, and overnight and my twins i'd had twins in january of 2014 and this was happening by june wow. and so it was just the life that i was living this blissful life this stay at home mom and and my husband was a six figure income earner and this world that i knew was overnight just gone it was it, there wasn't any beautiful in that for me. It was pretty just brutal. Yeah. Because of a lot of the circumstances in that experience, I just, I really wanted, I wanted healing. I wanted closure and closure that wasn't granted to me in that process of understanding, how did we get from here to here? And like I've said, the the lineage of how we get somewhere has always been really important to me in, in my path of healing. And so to not have closure in this space was just, confusing. And, and, and I really wanted to kind of close the book on this, not just the chapter, but to, to move on. And in that first experience, I came out of it, it was beautiful. And I was like, huh, that's it. You know, it was also quite a low dose. I was like, okay, I was like, I've had sound baths or meditations that were like somewhat adjacent to this, like, okay. And, and so I was just, it, it was I remember feeling like I was glowing. I actually went to my mom's house. My mother does not know that I had that experience <laughs> that day. Um, but I went to my mom's house and was having a conversation with my brother. And my brother was just like, you know, you look different. Just where did you come from? You're just absolutely glowing. I don't know if it's just because it's your birthday or whatever it is. And And so it was just a really intention today but i didn't and often when i'm working with clients i'll tell them to go in with intention but not expectation the medicine itself if you if we were in an er and you had a broken arm and you're also having a heart attack the doctors are going to attend to the heart attack before they attend to the broken arm and here i was going into this situation thinking i was dealing with one situation and it was actually highlighting another but a little while later i had a group journey that was facilitated, there was probably, oh, seven to nine facilitators. And it was a room of people. Seven to nine facilitators. Facilitators in a room of about 21 people. And so there was live music and just, I mean, the amount of Healing that all of those people went through to even be able to come into the space. We had people from out of the country that were here assisting as well that had been trained in shamanic practices and different things like this. The ritual was there and and even just opening the ceremony with cacao, which is a heart opener for it. It's kind of like a bitter um, chocolate that is often used in, in some traditions. And so that experience for me was only um, about two grams, but Sananka drops were used, um, which is another shamanic tool and hape. Um, Hapay was used in my, uh, my first journey as well, which is just a shaman snuff that is used. And so there was, for me, those kind of things were important for others. They may want a more clinical medicinal kind of experience, but these were things I wanted to dial up maybe the woo factor for me. I I speak, I often tell people I'm, I speak multiple languages. I can go all the way in one direction with woo and I can go all the way in another direction with very scientific, hard fact data.
1: Um, But for me, I love it. I love it when they combine. Are you know, when you can show the science behind the woo, my favorite. So yes,
0: exactly. Well, and I've gotten to a place where I'm comfortable again, like, I can travel that spectrum, but where where do I most resonate? Am I trying to prove it to somebody? Because I think for me, I was needing that external validation, and so every single time I would notice things like that of okay, why am I explaining this in these terms, or why do I feel like I need to get somebody on board? Where am I not on board with my life? Like I started to really kind of take those questions back
1: to me. And it was huge, like just what you said, and I want to highlight it because it's so important. Whenever you're trying to defend yourself, or you're trying to, yeah, prove something to someone else, or I mean, really, you can use that in so many things. In coaching, we do right when we're like, he's not, he's not doing the things I. My husband won't go take me out, and we're not going on trips, or he's not paying enough attention to me. Then looking back, like, where am I not? paying attention to uh, to myself and turning it inward am I because you, you want to go to those relationships taking care of yourself and then it's just fun right anyway yes. that was a side yes. side note I wanted to highlight that but I didn't didn't want no to- I appreciate
0: it because I, do, I have done a lot of work in integrating the 15 year old me who every time I was realizing even if I was the authority like I was trying to adopt a new diet or something like this but that that 15 year old would come up and rebel against the authority even if I was the authority. And so there was work in sitting with that 15-year-old and just really receiving their wisdom and not othering that part of myself. I really don't like these ideas of like ego death and it feels like an othering of parts of you. If there's ego, why are we not integrating it? What is the right. ego here? Like, like, and the other thing is just being a psych major and using Freud terms, like don't even get me started. Like really, this is the reason I didn't finish my degree is because I didn't want a degree in the history of Freud. Like... We've we've advanced. We've learned some things like, why are we still talking? That's not to say that there haven't been contributions to psychology, but I didn't want a psychology history class. I wanted effective options. And it's also why I didn't go back and finish, even though I really... I wanted my doctorate. I wanted my own private practice and to do that. But as a single mom, it did not make sense to leave my corporate job to go into debt, for a degree that was going to pay me less and it was going to take me eight years. And then I still wouldn't be able to give my clients what had been most beneficial to me because insurance wasn't going to cover it or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. And so I this idea of taking these parts and sitting with them and really having a conversation. And I noticed one of, one of the tenants, uh, one of my kind of... Declarations of what I've wanted is really deep, authentic relationships. Well, where am I not having that with myself? Mm -hmm. Am I completely ignoring my body? Yep, I'm tired today. And instead of taking a nap and allowing myself to rest, like I'm just pushing and grinding. And like, who wants to be in a relationship with someone who is relentless? So it's, you know, and my partner coming. Like I said, we have seven kids when we were chatting earlier, and so even kind of learning the schedule of everybody being home for the summer is just. My partner came with four kids, I came with three, so we have this Brady Bunch plus one. And I I told a girlfriend the other day, I'll have it figured out by the time they go back to school. I think is like I feel like I'm trying to figure out Muggle time, and (laughs) but also like where am I not where am I not figuring things out with just my own morning routine. Mm-hmm. Or am I not giving myself the time and is that why I am feeling so scattered and chasing so many things and feeling burned out even though I said I wasn't going to leave my corporate job and a burnout kind of state to come and have my own business why is this showing up? Oh, maybe I just need a nap right.
1: <laughs> There's a lot of kids in here I'm feeling you we are both there's a lot of people in my house and mm-hmm. taking care of ourselves right? It's so yeah. hard it's so good. I love that. My son, my 17-year-old, I went on a hike with him and he was just telling me... My daughter just had a baby a few weeks ago and it's so beautiful and her husband's here and they're staying with us for a little bit. And so there's nine humans in our home. And I'm I'm talking with my son on this hike and he's just like, just feel those emotions as they come up. Just feel them. Instead of trying to run away from it them. Usually when you're experiencing this depression and exhaustion, it's there to alert you that something is off. And instead of, you know, trying to push it away and hurry and get out of it, just ask your body what it's trying to tell you and just be with it. And like, oh, you're so beautiful. Seriously. Like to have children who, you know, can my, my, all of my children are such amazing teachers. So it's super fun. But
0: those are some of my favorite moments to just sit back and hear their wisdom. Even when, before I officially left the church, I was teaching Sunday school and it was during the pandemic. And so it was Zoom and I'd have all of these kids ages 12 to 18 in this huge Zoom um, con- kind of conference area. And I just, I one of my favorite things was, even though I'm, I did a fair amount of talking, no one's going to accuse me of being short on words, but like listening to them, that was my favorite part. And just being like, Oh, we're gonna be okay like this this generation they there's a wisdom to them there's um there's a questioning and and I love they really do. connecting the dots what took 40 years for me to get to like they're just instantly they come with it and it's
1: really nice to just sit and listen right They're so wise it's amazing so I want to connect this dot of when so you were married to a guy and now you're married to or you're in a relationship my partner non-binary okay yeah. so, so tell me yeah. when this happened and how this is <laughs> when realization when the realization came and oh yeah so I
0: around 2020 like this was my year of kind of leaving the LDS faith and so that happened and then uh, fast forward to my 42nd birthday, had my first psychedelic experience. Fast forward to almost the end. It was right before my 43rd birthday. Um, and by the way, my birthday is tomorrow. I'll be 44. So this is kind of real time. Like there's a lot of things that happened in the summer for me. I was almost well, birthday. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I... Well, really, I was very content to not date anymore. And yes, I had I'd been married twice to men and I had only ever dated men. And in the course of me leaving my faith, I actually had a lot of friends who were in the polyamorous space, which wasn't a space that um, I had an issue with. It just wasn't one I wanted to participate in. But I was so impressed with their ability to communicate and boundaries and consent and just normal conversations, even in the way of... I remember talking to a friend and he would say, do you want my advice? Do you want me just to listen? Do you want... And I was like, what like no one's ever asked me that before instead like especially a man like it was just amazing to me that there would be that level of consideration for how do you you know how are you needing me to respond what kind of support do you want from me and it really changed how I interacted with my friends and and myself in one being able to identify my needs but two, also not kind of toxic positivity word vomiting all over people because of the latest podcast that I was so excited about or whatever you know personal development path I was on at any given moment and so really because of that and just seeing a different array of life and people being happy and I don't know I think I just started to be like hmm, maybe there's more to things and I started to have curiosities and so I whenever something comes up well I'll, I'll back up a little bit when I started to question my faith. I had joined a Facebook group and it was just really helpful for me to read other people's experiences and what they were going through. And so I thought, okay, I'll join a Facebook group and just kind of observe from from back here. <laughs> I'm not really going to participate because I'm not I'm not ready to accept a label. I don't know how I feel. I I was not even In the realm of of that space yet but I just I wanted to kind of learn and just like I do with everything else I'm this evergreen student that just kind of dives in and, and and learns and so I would pull up things on Netflix and just watch different either documentaries or um different lived experiences with people who were in queer relationships or things like that and just kind of observed and and let myself almost try it on as if I was shopping how does this dress feel? How does this shirt
1: feel? That kind of thing. But very, very privately, just at home. Do you mind yeah. sharing the Facebook group? I'm sure it's a private group, but if someone's so, interested. Um, in um,
0: as far as leaving the, um, LDS Faith, there's two Faith Journey Meetups and Empowered Former LDS were the ones. Are those both um, kind of
1: Salt Lake area?
0: I think they originally started that way, but actually, the Empowered Former LDS that Wendy Jensen does. Um, She's out of Arizona and she's got... I've got a book on my shelf. Actually, it's on my kitchen table. Yeah, (laughs) I interviewed her. I've got her on the podcast. She's awesome. Oh, she's fantastic. So that group and just having people with shared experiences that way was really helpful. The queer one I joined was just like a local, bisexual, queer, lesbian kind of group. And honestly, they didn't post that much and it wasn't quite the same... Interaction level as some of the Mormon kind of exploring your faith ones that I had joined, but uh, I ended up somebody had done a post about you know let's get to know you post these things about yourself and I was reading through this and just there were different um, women or women identifying uh, or people that identified as women on this post and you know their age and if they had kids and and these kind of things and I liked it for this person named Ryan and. I went, oh, because I was just going to observe. I wasn't going to like interact. And I was like, what did I do? And like, oh gosh, have they seen that I liked it? And then like, should I take it away? Like it was this whole thing. (laughs) And I was like, and I don't know how this, like, am I going to offend the whole lesbian community? If like, you know, like I was just making up these huge stories about like me liking their post on this, intro in this group. And so I just left it alone. Well, a little while later I got a friend request from this person and it was another like oh, what did I do? Oh my gosh, you know, and normally I won't accept friend requests from people that I haven't actually met in person or had some some sort of interaction with. But that was really for my safety just in the dating world with men and for my kids. I had, you know, the things I post on on my private Facebook page. And I was like, so I was really do I even accept this friend request? And finally, I was just like, "Oh my gosh, I don't know how like this whole lesbian community works. It's probably really different than like dating guys." And so, it was just kind of like, yes, <laughs> and accepted this friend request and ended up messaging Ryan and just said, "Hey, thanks for the friend request. I'm still really new to this space, just kind of exploring." And they're like, "That's great, you know, just welcome. You know, if you ever want to grab a coffee sometime." And I'm like, swearing, just oh, oh, oh. oh. like. <laughs> I was. I had cultivated a friend group that I was really happy with. I did not want anyone else in my life. I had a very strict ten-year plan of like rebuilding my life after this crazy divorce situation, and I just like I did not have room for anyone in my schedule. I did not want any more friends, and now I had just like you know I had opened this up, and uh, so we end up. I I sent a post or a message that was probably way too long, and just said you know on the air of like. I'm disclosing too much too soon. Um, Like July is a really busy month for me, and this was a year ago. Uh, My son just flew in from Arizona. I've got my kids. It's just like you know, I'll kind of see in a month is like maybe the soonest that I can meet up for coffee. And they were like, "Yeah, no problem." And we slowly kind of messaged back and forth, and they ended up recording a voice message on Messenger for me. And the moment I heard their voice. My whole soul shifted and it it was just instantaneous. And I I don't, I still don't have words to describe what happened. But that led to kind of a phone conversation and more messages. And I was getting ready. Um, I had a business trip, I was going to be gone for a week. So this was last year. And I was leaving. um, I had to be up at like three o'clock in the morning. I had a really early flight um, on this Monday morning. But on July 17th of last year, I made time. It was the one window I had where I didn't have kids for just this little tiny window because I was going on this business trip that, that I could squeeze in a date. And so I had my first date with with Brian. And we met up at Silver Lake by Brighton for anyone who's familiar with Utah and kind of the ski resorts. And we met at the base of the mountain and drove out together. And it was just, it was this magical, surreal, like coming home kind of experience. And when, at, at one point when we were hugging, I needed to go. Like I I had this window that I didn't really have that I was kind of making time for on the Sunday for this date. But I really needed to go home and pack and prep. I was I was doing a training um, and I had a lot of prep work for, for this business trip and and really needed to dedicate some time to that. And so we were hugging toward the end of the day and I just have you ever seen Star Wars? And the ship is flying through the sky and the the stars are just zooming past just that, that traditional kind of Star Wars. When Ryan and I hugged, I had that kind of experience where it was like traveling through space. And it was like, I saw lifetimes with this person. And it was like, I found you is what I remember feeling. I found you again. And I didn't even know what I believed about multiple lifetimes or like anything like this, but I just had, well,
1: comparing notes later on, we had the exact same experience. Wow. You got like, you've got me from when you said. Ryan left the, the voice memo. And then uh-huh. this, like my whole head is just like tingling. It's my woo version of like feeling the spirit and... <laughs> I mean, but like feeling truth, you know, but that's so beautiful. I want keep going, but I wondered... So Ryan is non-binary, is that what you said? Ryan is non-binary.
0: So when we met, like Ryan was using she, her pronouns. Ryan has had three biological kids born through their body. But i had known from the time that they were three years old that they were queer, but they were adopted. They were born into an LDS family. And it just, these things, you, this is your trial in life. And so you kind of, you endure it. And so they, they had had some experiences with women growing up, but really when they went to college was like... Uh, really decided, even before they got baptized, they grew up um, Mormon as well. They they were kind of trying to pray the gay away, like just take this from me, this burden. And and it just never did go away. But they really decided like, this is my trial. If this is what I've been given, then I am just going to shut down these feelings. I'm going to get married. I'm going to serve this person. I'm going to like, I am really going to just dive into this religion. And they ended up marrying a man and they were married for 20 years, had three kids, they adopted one. And they started on their own path around 2019, 2020 of uh, just learning more about the church. And they both left together. And then at the same time, Ryan was just like, okay, I've been, I've I've traded my entire life for this faith that now I am absolutely unequivocally learning is just not true. Wow. I can't continue to live inauthentically. And they came out to their spouse. And he they were still married at the time. And and he like he knew at the same time that he felt like he'd been lied to for 20 years. And 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 val- like, valid point, right? And yet I know and they they've really come to a much better place, although it still really hurts that like they both felt like they wasted their lives, that this entire existence, I mean, obviously they love their kids and yet they both were a part of something that wasn't, that was on behalf of somebody else really. And so they, anyway, Ryan, they their whole family left about that time. I mean, it's to me, that's about the same time that I was leaving. Um, so Ryan goes through their divorce and, and I had gone through mine before I left. The church and anyway and that's how so we met through this Facebook group but it was just I was going back through old journals the last couple of days and just reading the magic of of, so I was on the plane after that date and just writing out the whole experience of that first date and so um, on our our one-year anniversary yesterday I was reading that journal entry for the first time to Ryan So we got married. We bought a house in December of that same year. So last year. um, And we got married in Seattle May 17th this year. So we're two months married. (laughs) Congrats, newlywed with... (laughs) Eight children, is that what you said? (laughs) Seven, we've got seven. Well, we have seven, a dog, a cat, and a handful of chickens. So like, yeah, it's just all of those. We bought the house and got the dog and we just kind of keep adding to the menagerie here. So
1: (laughs) I want to hear all the details. Are they going to be in your book? I hear you're writing a book. Do you want to tell us about it? (laughs)
0: Thank you. Yes, this book
1: has been on my heart for,
0: oh, probably 20 years. And it's taken me years and years and years of work just to even be able to admit it out loud. So it's called My Yellow Door. And it's about really, yeah, this whole story. I didn't know that Ryan was going to be a part of it. And it was funny on our first date, even just kind of feeling like we're sitting in the car together. And it was like the universe was like, P.S. You're gay. And I was like, wouldn't I have known before now? I mean, I get that I'm on a date with a woman, but like, uh, wouldn't I have had some kind of (laughs) indication? So this book, is really just my heart project. And it's funny. I, like I said, i had been going through journals. And so I had read, my friend had sent me a book and it had a yellow cover. And one night I was so frustrated at stalling out on this process that after I finished this book, I ripped out the contents of the entire inside, but I kept the cover and I just wrote on it, my yellow door and like, decided, like, I was going to put reminders everywhere. And I've worked with different mentors, and I have on my vision board these little, like, my yellow door, and all of these little affirmations about this. This is my journal at, at the time, actually, that I was going through. Let's see. This is from, yeah. So, just kind of that whole process. Yeah. My 42nd birthday and all of that. So, it's just, I have kind of multiple versions of reading this experience. And and this year I decided like we are bringing this to completion. This is no longer going to be this heart project that's kind of been on the back burner or the shelf. I'm not going to do one more meditation or one more um, on, on my bookshelf here. I've done an arrow break ceremony with regard to kind of just releasing a lot of the blocks and fears of even doing this. And I've had similar experiences and meditations and staying near every full moon and new moon meditation like this is kind of on my heart and I just thought oh like this is the year that will bring this to completion so I'm about two-thirds of the way a little bit more than that finished and so I had a really unique experience um, during the summer solstice as well where a publisher I was standing in ceremony at a sunrise ceremony for summer solstice to welcome in summer solstice and unbeknownst to me the person next to me has written multiple books and and heard my experience i'm i'm putting herbs in the fire and letting go and and affirming different things and they pulled me aside and said my my twin sister and I just um started a publishing company we may be interested in your book. So it's just and that's that was last month. So that was in June. So um I have some work to finish but yeah it's it's just things are coming together and i'm really excited to birth this baby and <laughs> i feel like i've been pregnant for 20 years with with this book so i'm ready to birth it
1: i love it i love it i'm my my book story is more like your queer story yeah. where i've always been like i don't have any desire to write a book and i've just had a, like the universe be like you need to write your book now. And I'm like, what book? I don't <laughs> what are you talking about? Okay. I guess I'm writing anyway. So now I'm now I'm just like, now what do I do? You know, just beginning the baby steps of of this book process. But it'll be it'll be neat. I'll get to tell my psychedelic experience and my leaving the church experience. And then I feel like it's just gonna be the process, which is the bigger process of releasing any leftover anger or resentment with any of those things that yeah. the church the all of that and just coming from a place of love and being able to receive kind of divine downloads for a guidebook for myself that might possibly help other people too so it's kind of uh fun but opposite of yours where it's like oh <laughs> Oh, that's there. I didn't know that. (laughs) So we'll see when that happens. But I'm so excited for you. I want to read that. Thank
0: you. And likewise, it's, it really is like, I feel like I've been, there were so many times where I was just such a consumer of, you know, especially going through the divorce process, like anything that was free podcasts and YouTube and different things like this, it felt like my mind was a bit of a dangerous neighborhood. And I didn't want to be there alone in the sense that I just, it was very hard and it was very depressing and it was so taxing to go through that. And so I would just flood my mind with the content of other people, whether it was books or podcasts or whatever it happened to be. And I feel like, you know, kind of like at the end of some big meal, you're kind of bloated with this. And, and really, there's this beautiful process of even just the breath of this, these expanded experiences, but also there's a contraction and, and that out breath. And it feels like this is very much an out breath to the expansion of all of these experiences. I love how you said that.
1: That's so beautiful. It's so true. I feel a lot of similar things, all the things you've been talking about through here. So similar, similar journeys. And I want to do uh, some moon meditation sound bath with you sometime. That would be really fun to get to play in person sometime. But Absolutely. are you going to be at the August 1st condor coach thing in Spanish? Yes. Work?
0: Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. I-
1: you yes. we'll get to yeah. hug in person. That will be so fun. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that cool. that's perfect. I'm often um, the Divine
0: Assembly has gatherings every Sunday. Pretty much every other Sunday, I'm teaching some sort of workshop there, so I can often be found there. And I'm very excited when we were actually down in Hildell in June for a conference that we were help, We were representing the Condor Approach. Crazy story ended up coming um, in contact with a woman who has a property down there. And I was doing my arrow break ceremony and had drawn. Jen K was the facilitator of that. And she was having us drawn with our non-dominant hand. And I ended up drawing this kind of figure eight that had kind of this God of spiral in it. And not 90 minutes later, we're on this woman's property. We're touring the property potentially to use it for a retreat. And she has a labyrinth that is identical to what I have just drawn. And I had Sit down. I'll send you pictures. Uh, I had to sit down on the bench that was there, and I looked at Ryan and I said, "What the is going on?" Like I just drew this, and we just had a meeting with uh, her and her family um, on Sunday. So we have the we are the ones you've been waiting for retreat that will be um, during uh, the September fall equinox. So I, let me look at my calendar.
1: So Hopefully not. over the September um, when Yin on Fire is. Hopefully it's a different weekend. I'm not
0: sure. I'm not sure. So this will be the 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. I'll be down in Hilldale. That's what we'll be doing. So I'll have more details on my Facebook page um, I, it's just, um, intuitively integrated is my Facebook page. Um, so that's my company and, and we'll post details there, but we're really excited for this retreat and how it's kind of like what you talked about. It dropped into your lap and it's like, I didn't want to do retreats. And it's like, here you go. Here's the retreat and here's where you're going to do it. And, and I've sat in meditation and I've seen the people, some of the people that would be there and I'm like, okay, <laughs> here we go.
1: That's so, <laughs> so cool. I love when the universe takes over and... Yeah. It's, you're just not moving fast enough here. This <laughs> is so much more magical than we ever plan when we like grunt something out and we're mm-hmm. like pushing and working at something. And when it's just, you're aligned, you are you are doing well, right? And then the universe comes in and takes over and says, here's what you're doing next. So, yeah. ah, super fun. Okay, so you told us your Facebook. I'll have a link to that and that's where they can like is that the best place for them to contact you? Yeah, this has
0: been because
1: this has been such an organic
0: process like there isn't like a website or anything it's been people have a offered, website. Yeah, like it's just people it's just been word of mouth referral and so it would just it kind of got to the point where it's like oh I'm saying yes to a corporate job and I can't say yes to the people that are coming like what's wrong with those pictures? So I do have a Facebook page it's just a, just a month or two old and so but that's where I post speaking engagements or different things like um, the condor approach coming on August 1st where I'll be and so uh, more information will be will be
1: on that page awesome awesome I'm so glad that you came is there any last words you want to leave us with you know the one thing
0: that I have a tattoo on my back. Uh, I'll send you a picture of this as well. It's three letters. It just says A-N-D and it's written in typewriter font. So it says and. And there's an ellipsis on either side of it in the chakra colors. And the and is written in green. That heart chakra is so much of a bridge between those lower kind of earthly chakras and the higher more um, like spiritual kind of ether kind of chakras. And for me, it stands for align new discoveries. But when I drew it back in my art journal all those years ago, um, actually, when I was married, when you flip it upside down, those letters, that D becomes a P, and then the N becomes a U, and the A becomes an E. And, and so if I stand on my head, um, I'll read it to be Pursue Uncharted Experiences. And I think um, that was the first tattoo. I had it done on my spine just recently recently finally had it put on me in the way that I wanted. But I love this idea of this ellipses kind of life that we're aligning new discoveries, that we're pursuing uncharted experiences. And we get to continue in either direction, wherever that leads us. That this full prismatic life of just really embodying who we are, remembering, insourcing who we are, um, regardless of what that path is, is just delightful. And who doesn't want to play with like, rainbows and fun and how teachers of joy and just full-bodied experiences that are absolutely joyful now, not outsourced to some future date.
1: Yes. I didn't, when you said full-bodied, I didn't know the depth besides reading in scriptures or something like the depth of joy, the depth of emotion, the magnitude of being able to experience everything so fully in. I, I don't I, I'm trying to find the best words to to describe how different it feels. Some people have described it as living your life in black and white before and then coming in, you're like, oh, there's color, you know, yeah. living in yeah. HD, or yeah. just it's so different especially where I had come from you know I was depressed and stuck and overwhelmed yeah. and and just kind of burn out right and so it really looked like full HD color from yeah. that state that frame of reference but I was a pretty happy person before that too and I love the standing on your head thing when you said that I was like ah oh, that's so cool because I feel like that's what my whole life has been like I'm standing on my head and it's like, oh, everything makes sense now. Yeah. I was supposed to stand on my head in the world or like, it doesn't, I, I can't give you it. But when you said that, it just like, for me, that like connected and I can't say how, but everything is yeah. upside down. Everything mm-hmm. is, but it's so right upside down. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I love that standing on your head thing. <laughs> Well,
0: it's something that I'll do oftentimes. Like I'll lean my head over the edge of my bed or something like that when I get stuck in in kind of the cerebral place that even just looking at things upside down um, can really help. And so I wanted, even when I do artwork, I will often turn the canvas as I'm painting, so it gets to be like kind of this 360 experience. And oftentimes, I don't even know it's abstract. My sister very much when when she paints, when we do paint night, she'll tape it off and it's very linear. And my process is not that way. It's like, well, I'm kind of feeling this music and this paintbrush looks good. And and I don't even know what it's going to be until it emerges off the canvas, which has been very much my experience with my life. This book, as much as I tried to plan and had a very structured it just wasn't. And so even things like leaning into my human design and um, having tools like this have been so incredibly helpful, but it's, it's this idea of, yeah, like what happens when you just take a step to your left or right and look at it just slightly differently? Does everything open up? Are you able to see and to feel in a way that you've never thought possible before because you've only been in this one place? That's to me, living a life of aligning new discoveries and pursuing uncharted experiences in that full 360 way.
1: Mm, Yes. I want to play. That sounds... (laughs) I love it. I love all of that. I did that in art class too. I'd flip. Because I get so stuck in like, it needs to look exactly like what I want to, and so perfect. And I'd... Yeah, it, it just—it's—it's it's actually a very great metaphor. I needed it to look right, and what everyone thought it looked like, and they—I wanted other people to say, "Oh, that looks exactly like a baby," or whatever it was, yeah. right? Yeah. And then when I do it upside down, it was totally different, and it could just be whatever it was. It didn't have to take be... like the weight of gravity off of it. Yeah, it didn't have to be perfect. It's such a beautiful <laughs> metaphor. Oh thank you so much for your time. I really no, appreciate awesome. it. That was fun. I'm excited. We get to meet at the Condor I am too. event I'm on too. August 1st and yeah. then maybe our paths will align another time at Yen on Fire, or a retreat or a sound bath, but that'll be fun. So thank, thank you.
0: you. My pleasure. And thank you. Thank you for um, just even giving the opportunity and, and, and having this podcast. I know... The, the deep amount of work that it takes to even start to use your voice especially as a woman coming out of the faith um, that we have and and so um, I'm assuming we speak the same language just based on some keywords that we've talked about today but, but it wouldn't matter even if it's not the same faith that there is something about utilizing your voice and then giving a platform to others to utilize theirs I am so deeply grateful for the work that you've done and what you're offering to other people thank you for having me today
1: thank you thank you Thanks so much for subscribing and leaving a review. Come join our amazing free community, Life Changing Trips. There's a link in the description.